with everyone's permission, so we are unfortunately, unfortunately still in Galut, and hopefully we'll try to get to the end of Galut. Today's shiur is dedicated to the Nishman Ma'akabat Shalinus, Chanabat Shemuel, Yosef Ben Nisan, Tamar Abad Mashiach, Tzibi Abad Mashiach, Shlomo Ben Eliyahu, Liara Abad Yitzchak, Ruach Hashem Dinechena Began Eden. And Pelioetz has been telling us about different areas that the Jewish people were in Galut. So he said, In Europe, so Pelioetz was not a fan of Europe. Because, can see that. because he said, Because the country is too free. It's too free, and because it's too free, the Jewish people in those countries were not given the authority to judge themselves. So he said, this sexual promiscuity is rampant over there, and people are shaving with, uh, with straight edges, with blades, and uh, people can choose or not choose to follow religion without a court enforcing any part of the Torah. But in the Muslim countries, the Muslims wanted the Jews to judge themselves. So the Muslims gave the Jewish leadership and the Chachamim the, the power to imprison, the power to punish, whatever they wanted, whatever they needed to do. But they said, we don't want to deal with the Jewish community. They didn't want it. They said, you take care of yourself and pay us taxes. That's all they wanted. They, they, they made um, heavy taxes on the Jewish community sure. as a whole. But outside of that, you take care of your own and you do whatever is necessary. But because of that, he said, in the Muslim countries, the Chachamim had the power to enforce the Torah to the extent that they were able to, and the Jews in general were more God-fearing in, in Peleoetz's observation. In his observation, in general, the Jews were more God-fearing. So now we're continuing. He says, Vehen emet, and yes, it's true, if, if you know yourself to be a God-fearing Jew, uh, from the days of your youth, Aruch Hashem, you had a, a good education, a good Jewish education, and you're all, you always knew to, to follow the, the Torah and the ways of Hashem. You might find a claim to yourself where you say, you know what, I have a reason why I want to live in Europe. I have a reason why I want to live in, in the free country as opposed to in Muslim. Why? Because there is no extra burden or stress on me even if I want to worship God, even if I want to worship Hashem. And in the Muslim countries, he pointed out, a lot of times the Muslim authorities, right, there's a lot of corruption, a lot of corruption um, in the Arab countries, in the, in the Muslim... And, Still, and, yeah, and, and very often, even against, the, against justice, and against a person did nothing wrong, and they get thrown in jail, and they get into all kinds of trouble. They get killed, even they, well, they didn't, didn't hesitate to kill somebody. Yeah, he's saying 200 years ago, he's saying all of this. Oh, <laughs> I'm saying he was at the, no, I'm saying he, he was between Bulgaria and Turkey. Like, he yeah, was so there really he, on the border. Like, they, um, and he was answering questions and he was getting shot from both sides. And he was, uh, he was very involved in both. So he says, I want to worship Hashem. I can do it anywhere. It's a free country. Right? So nothing is holding me back. I have religious freedom. I have religious freedom as well. 
I have non-religious freedom, but I also have religious freedom. So I can guard myself from, I can choose to avoid the promiscuity. I can choose to, you know, to, to be to, part of it. Yes, I can, I can choose to not be part of it, and I can choose to be part of, uh, the, and, and no one's going to stop me with that either. Because they let us live. It's a, it's a, it's a religiously free country. So, says, and ah, so what's my claim? My claim is that shows that I am worshiping Hashem out of love. Right? Because I have I the... Choose. Because I, I choose. Because I choose. And in the Muslim countries, like, uh, to an extent, I'm forced. Or more forced. It's not that you don't know it, but you're more forced. But in a, in a free country... Right? I can show my free will and that I'm worshipping Hashem totally out of love. Why? Because every sin that I want to do is available to me and if I, I want to engage in it and I don't do it and I prevent myself from doing it. Why? Only out of love and fear of Hashem. So we were okay living, growing up in Italy. It was not so bad. <laughs> so maybe it's okay. But he says, nonetheless, If you were to ask my advice, don't live there. It's not a, not a good place to live. Why? Better to leave. Even if you know about yourself, and you can say, I'm a God-fearing Jew, I'm not going to have any trouble, I'm not going to get myself into the wrong places. Who can guarantee that your children are going to be like you? How do you know that your children are going to be tzaddikim just like you are? It's incredible. Yes, about being able to stay above the influences. Doesn't get easier, And if in the future generations your children leave the path, your grandchildren leave the path, maybe you're a little bit at fault for that. Because, because you chose to live in this country. Because you didn't find the right place to live. And now here is his pitch for, this is his plug for Turkey. Right? At least come to Turkey. Before they become rebellious. Before your children and grandchildren become rebellious, come to Turkey. Is because there's another illness also in the European cities. He says they send them to secular universities and the sciences in the secular universities and uh, they call it the, the philosophia, the philosophy and the science, but it always had an anti-religious agenda. It yes. always had a secular agenda to it. Yes. It was never purely, yeah, yes, yeah, it was an, always an anti-God agenda. It's true, it's true, it's true. Yeah, not every university, but a person who, in, his, he's honest with his pursuit of science, will become more religious as he learns more science, as he learns more about the world. He becomes realize, closer to God. He becomes amazed be by, by Hashem's creation yes. and the depth with, that, with, the, with, with, with which Hashem created the world. But the universities, they have a secular agenda. They want to find they, a way to say yes, that it's not they Hashem. Pre, they, present the, <laughs> they present it as if it's pure uh, and as if we're just following, but there's a secular agenda to it. 
And therefore, the Chachamim, they were very, very cautious about the secular universities. It's about Alim Neymar, says, and sometimes about them it says, Someone goes there and they don't come back. And they don't come back. It's a one way street. <laughs> it's a one way. And Emet. And yes, it's true, something that our Chachamim said. Our Chachamim had a beautiful, beautiful line in Masechet Sota. So there's a story in Melachim, there's a background to this. There's a story in Melachim that Elisha went to the city of Yericho because they had problems because their water wasn't good. And they, they tell Elisha, they said, you know, the city is good. The city is good. He said, it's just the water is bad and the land is desolate and there's all kinds of, there's problems with the land, there's problems with the water, but the city is good. So, so the Gemara says, what are they talking about? What do you mean the city is good? The water is bad. The land is bad. Everything is bad. How could the city be good? So Chachamim said, Chen Makom Al Yoshevav. He said, People love the place they live. That's what they right? do. <laughs> Any which way right? comes. Any when a person way. lives in a certain place for a certain time, he says they love that place. So, right? How many of our grandparents? Right? They had to escape and run away from Iran, but still they love Iran. Yes. Still, 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 they love Iran. Would they go back now? That's the question. <laughs> yeah. So, He says, and this is the wonders of Hashem, that Hashem created us in this way. Hashem says, spread out all the Jews all over the world. He says, still, A person's eyes are open. Open your eyes and look at, where is a good place to live? Where are my children going to grow up? With, the, with, the with a Jewish background, with a Jewish education, in the right way. And where where do I have the highest chance that my children and grandchildren follow the Torah? He says, if you're able to uh, uproot the place that you live and go to that place, and you, go to the place that's best it, for your children and grandchildren, Yivrachlo, he says, run away, Yivchar, and choose Makom Hayoterto, choose the better place. Those are all Avodah Hashem Yitbarach. And he says, and it's worthwhile. He says, this is a strong point here. And he says, he says, even in a place where you have openness and freedom, and you say, you know what, I want to live this in this place because I don't want to be tortured. I don't want to be in a place. I, I like an open and free place. So he says that, and, and I can worship Hashem, and I'm going to worship Hashem, and, uh, and I'll bring my grandchildren away. But he says, Realize that we are still guests in these countries. We are still strangers in these countries. We are still under their rulership. He says, we're still under the rulership of slaves, meaning we're still under the rulership of Goyim, and under the rulership of strangers. And and let me give you my advice to all of the Jews living in the free in the free countries who believe America. All of the Jews who really believe America. that they're free. What does he say? He says, "Don't walk proud with brand name clothes. Don't build yourself luxurious homes that that people are going to look at." 
He says, don't, don't throw extravagant parties. Uh, don't, don't make your music too loud uh, from your musical instruments. So even if you can afford it, Hashem bless you and you're able to afford it, don't show that to the Goyim. Don't let the Goyim see the wealth that you've acquired. He says, you don't understand how jealous they get. The Goyim have jealousy. You think the Jews have jealousy? The Goyim have jealousy. Ten, ten, tenfold more. It's amazing he said this 200 Incredible. years ago. He says they, they have jealousy towards us. Even the, the little amount they see, their eyes blacken. And they imagine a lot. They have delusions. They even see a small amount of Jewish wealth and they think it's... Uh, yeah, the whole world. <laughs> they, they own the whole world. He was saying this before, before the Holocaust, he was saying this. He said, because we already went through it and we already right. suffered it. Right. Be modest. Don't show your, your, your wealth everywhere. When you build a home, on the outside, make it look like you're building a sukkah. <laughs> Don't make it look like you're building an extravagant home. And the truth is, is, even from other Jews, it's better to, uh, to from Marit Ayn, stay away from Ayn Hara, that people shouldn't be jealous of you. But Goyim as well, especially. He says, you don't know what Ayn Hara causes. And Ayn Hara is not just a spiritual thing. People do things when they get jealous and you start to realize you thought that you're living in a free country. You think you're living in a free country. The Goyim start looking at you in a certain way. They start to become jealous. And then they start to show you you're really a guest and you're really a stranger. He says, and it's known. He says, you don't just all look at the history. How many pogroms, how many inquisitions, how many slaughters, how many tortures, how many persecutions. The Jewish people went through in all the generations. How come? Because the Goyim were jealous of the Jewish people and their wealth. Why? Because they weren't careful. They weren't careful not to show too much. Don't show, don't show, don't live an extravagant life. Don't show your brand names and your luxurious buildings and, and your fancy parties. Don't do it in front of the Goyim. Why did they call him Abarbanel? Abarbanel was the he was the head of the treasury. He was the finance minister uh, of Spain, of Spain in, in its glory, of Spain in its glory. She had a special ring that everybody could see. Bravo Anilia. Bravo Anilia. It was some incredible, incredibly fancy stone that she had on her ring. Because the Goim became jealous of the finance minister of Barbanel. And right after that, Spanish Inquisition. That's where the Spanish Inquisition came from. Yaakov Avinu, Amar Levanav, already in the Torah, Yaakov Avinu gave this advice to his sons when they were going down to Egypt. Lama titra'o. says, don't show your wealth. I'm sending you down with gifts um, to the king. Says, Each one go in a different gate. Don't let them see that you're all together. Don't let them see the Jewish wealth. 
says, keep it to yourself. Keep it on the inside. You have it. You want to spend? Spend. I didn't say don't spend, but don't show it to everybody. Keep it, keep it to yourself and to your family. Right? Unbelievable. Uh -huh. Incredible. Shabbat shalom and barah.